Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Let's get into the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Rising Kings Experience podcast. I'm your host, Michael. Of course, with me, we've got Mr. Ben Solkeld, our director and founder. Ben, how are you, sir? <laughs> Good, thanks, brother. Good to be here. How are things? Hey, well, challenging, exciting, exhausting, <laughs> <laughs> growing, all of it, life. <laughs> all of it, all, all in one week. <laughs> yeah, man, it's... Um, Life is is a man in a in in the modern world. I think, brother, it's this is this is what it's all about. You know, it's it's embracing the challenges. I don't think there's ever not challenges, and at the same time, you know, just stepping in, leaning in, and growing as it all flows through someone. But uh, yeah, the last the last week's been pretty intense. A lot on the plate. My chosen ones. Um, gone on a week vacation with her girlfriends and it's you know it's the first time she's done that in probably since we've had kids man in a decade and so i'm all for it i'm like yeah go 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 and um yeah she's interesting to watch as you become a solo parent and you know i i just give full respect to those parents out there that are raising kids on their own it's um yeah, it's a wild journey and yeah so it's been been cool. It's been fun. Been learning a lot about myself uh, through this process, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes next. <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you've learned? Man, it's just how much children are reliant on on you as a parent. You know, when 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 I'm when you know my my wife, my chosen, and I are raising children together. Like when when we're all together. You can, you can create space for one another. You know, chosen mm-hmm. one will watch the kids in the morning. I'll go do my morning routine. I'll watch the kids mid morning. My wife can go and do what she needs to do, etc. Um, the big thing I see it's like there's no being single parent at at the moment. There's no reprieve, mm. and so it's just you're just on with responsibility. And then when you're running your own business and you got kids, <laughs> you realize, man, like where's where's my space? Where's my time? Which is a selfish conversation I have with myself. But um, I guess the lesson I've learned through this is just, I just got to surrender into the moment. Like I, it's, yeah. it's not about dragging around resentment of, oh, well, man, I didn't get to do this this morning and I don't get to do this now. Now I've got to take them to the skate park and now I'm taking them to go-karts and now I've got to take them for a bushwalk and now, you know, like they're telling me that they're bored and it's easy to get caught up in resentment and get pissed off and frustrated to actually just, hey man, let's just play and be there and cruise around. And once, once I make that switch in my head, I could, it's actually quite fun and more enjoyable. I just notice myself if I'm attached to something, if I'm holding onto something thinking, you know, I should be, doing this or I need to be doing this or I should be you know on calls right now or I should be doing something in the business or I should be doing exercise or I should be meditating or I should be you know like when I'm carrying that around I'm not present and I find that I get mm. frustrated much quicker so my biggest lesson has just been man it's just I've heard people say it before but it's just like just let go man just be free and easy when the kids are there 
and just just go with the flow and that's 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 been quite fun yeah that's that's one thing yeah my my partner left yesterday for a few hours and it was just me and the kids and it was fun it was interesting i don't know how you know <laughs> single parents do it but <laughs> more power to those people absolutely man can. <laughs> especially too when you throw in you know just the domestic duties of of the day and the week you know washing yeah. cleaning cooking you know, it's it's on, bro. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually sort of flows right in, you know, perfectly into our topic for today. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, you know, what does it mean to be a man in the 21st century? Mm. Now, you know, the old ideas of being a man is sort of changing. Uh, you know, men are sort of being left without a clear definition of what masculinity is supposed to be um, sort of in this present day. So question to you is, what does it mean to be a man in the 21st century? Good, solid, big <laughs> question. <laughs> it's a heavy question. <laughs> which I like. Look, my, I, I feel everyone has their own opinion on this. The, 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 I guess the definition I, I utilize or I look into or I lean into around it at the moment is, you know, I'm here to provide, but not just provide financially like my, my role isn't just to make money to put food on the table and a roof over the over over our heads when i use the term provide like i i need to provide safety for my children my chosen one not just safety as well from the external elements but mm. safety to be able to be your real self like my chosen one can be her my children can be who they are not a predefined, no, you fit inside my, what I predetermined you to be as a son, you to be as a daughter, you to be as a wife. And if you stretch outside mm. of that, you know, there's going to be problems. It's, it's like, I, I need to provide a place, a safe zone area where they can be who they need and want to be. Uh, there's also, you know, the responsibilities of sure, ensuring that, you know, there's there's food on the table at the night that 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 we have a place to live, that we have a bed to sleep in, and all those, which I think I think are very important. But I do feel the provide notion goes much larger for me these days, and it's providing you know connection, it's providing communication, it's providing a warm, loving home, it's providing fun, it's providing safety, it's providing security, it's providing mm. openness, it's providing, you know, all those bits and pieces. And then, you know, on the other side where we talk around, you know, old school provide and protect, and then there's protection, but it's, again, like for me, protection goes beyond, hey, someone's at the door and I've got to protect my children against them. But I need to, the, the protection is more around helping, especially with, with children, you know, around if they're, if they're being bullied at school, well, it's not me going in and saying, hey, man, stop bullying my son. It's me having a conversation with my son to help him understand why do humans behave like this? So with mm. my daughter, like, why do humans say that? Why do other kids do this? Why do they operate? And really helping them see, you know, quite a different world than I, I would have thought I would have seen uh, at their age. And so that's, I see that in terms of like, it, it's a man's duty and a man's role in this world is to, you know, provide and protect on a, on a larger scale than just, hey, you earn money and you, you know, <laughs> protect them from, 
ex, ex, external elements. Yeah, it's 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 a much deeper guidance, I guess, system that I look into now as as mm. as being the man. There's there's duties above that as well, right? So that's family side, and then man, there's being a man in the fucking community, being a man in the world. You know, I I lean on three core principles: inspire, empower, support. I'm like. Am I the way I'm operating right now? Would that is that inspirational? So anytime I'm doing something in the world, you know, even around this podcast, am I inspiring? Am I empowering? Am I empowering others when I see others that aren't, you know, operating at their best, and I know that they could potentially operate at a higher potential, um, you know, or empowering you know others who might feel a bit down and empowering them to get up and and do you know their life's best work and then supporting you know like looking always looking how can i support this person how can i support that person you know even you know just on a on a small level you know i there's a bunch of my son's friends and i know that you know they've got brothers and sisters and they come from pretty large families and there's a mother who's at home because the father's at work and there's a mother at home with five kids trying to keep them all entertained <laughs> over school holidays. And I'm like, Hey, does Max want to come and hang out? Does, you know, James want to come and hang out? Does, you know, and get them along and I'll take them out for the day and just, you know, how, how can I support? So how can I inspire them? How can I empower them? How can I support more people uh, in the world? And there that's, look, that's how I see being a man. Like that's what I believe mm. being a man in the modern day world is it's beyond yeah, that age old, well, if I can fight and I can fucking make a shit ton of money, I'm a man. I, I, right. That's awesome that you can f- fight and protect. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. And it's awesome that you can make a shit ton of money. But I also too, you know, like there's no use being a lone wolf who can fight and make a shit ton of money and has zero impact <laughs> on everyone else around them. Like you, you right. just... It's, it's that's that's too self-serving there's got to be a bigger there's got to be a bigger play here i like that I like, what were those three things inspire empower empower support. and support mm. that that's really really cool um now for you you know has the role of, of a dad changed from what it used to be say from what you're you know when you were growing up and when your dad was growing up i do think those roles change compared to what your role is now yeah, so when, when we look at the definition of a role of a father, I don't think like the actual role hasn't like the role is there, but the, but the actual understanding I feel has certainly changed. Like I, I'm way more, I believe I'm way more aware of what I can do as a father than what my father was and what his father was. And, you know, like we've all sort of raised our awareness a little bit along the way. Uh, so the but the actual role is it's still fundamentally the same. Like we really want to mentor and guide and create a space, like I was saying, for our children to, you know, step into their best uh, potential. And it's not about. I don't believe the role of a father is to stop and block uh, any suffering occurring. We want to minimize suffering for our children, but suffering also too brings growth. Sure. And so I think like the difference between, you know, how my father operated as a father and how I operated as a father is I would say I'm just more aware of the inner work 
and the inner the, the inner play that occurs inside a child and inside a father and a husband and inside like deep down inside like I'm talking you know internal conversations you know soul work what's 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 the conversation going in our heads if I yell at my son and call him an idiot what's the actual long-term impact of that rather than you know not even thinking about it and just going oh mate you're an idiot don't do that again right but yeah. it's actually it's it's what's that breeding by me doing that or stopping my children making mistakes and getting cross at them because they spill milk or because they don't eat all their dinner and getting frustrated and yelling and annoyed and you know it's 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 a constant evolution but i'm constantly raising my awareness on this to go mm. what's what's the actual long term impact here like what what am i actually really telling my children when I operate like that. And I'd say that's the biggest difference between how I operate as a father and how my father operated as a father. But I, you know, I'm not dismissing how my dad raised me. I think he did an amazing job. I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, There's just, I've taken all that and I'm like, okay, well, what else am I learning about myself, my role, my duty as as a human being? And what can I impart onto my children so that they'll be even more evolved than me. You know, my, my son and daughter will raise their children on a more evolved level than what I have because I still have many flaws, many areas <laughs> of, of growth and many uh, places that I can, I can evolve in. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that's sort of, that's something that I hear a lot of guys talk about, including myself, right? So the way I grew up was was basically, you know, kind of that way. Like, you know, my dad would yell and things like that. And he would think that just because he yelled that all of a sudden I would automatically change the way I sort of did things. And I don't blame him. I mean, because it's what he saw in his dad and what his dad saw in his dad and sort of just things passed down. But as obviously as time, we begin to evolve. And, you know, myself included is I've learned to sort of see things from other guys and I would pick up what, you know, my friend's dad did or what, you know, Jim's dad did. And I go, you know, Hey, that's kind of how I want to be when I become a dad. Mm. Um, And I've also heard a lot of things, you know, recently that guys go, you know, I really didn't learn too much from my dad. And the only thing that I learned from him was what not to do. So I think guys are really sort of evolving a lot more, you know, and, and really taking up these, I don't want to say taking more on the good traits from other guys and, and pushing that or not pushing it, but certainly, you know, um, showing it more to their kids and being a lot more vulnerable. And when yeah. it comes to vulnerability, you know, that sort of has become a lot more accepted in the past few years. So how has this sort of changed the way society look, you know, has looked at a guy? Yeah. Man, it's a good, good point. And it's, you know, if I think back to, my father, you know, there was there was a little bit of affection. I wouldn't say a high amount of affection um, versus, you know, when, when I talk about affection, like I love you, cuddling, kissing, you know, those sorts of things. You know, it's, it's, it's that's very high in, in my family. You know, like I, I kiss and cuddle my son and my daughter and my chosen one in front of them all the time you know like we're a very loving giving we always operate from kindness first right uh, and we say i love you dozens of times a day you know like it's not just i love you 
once a week or once a month. <laughs> it's 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 every day. It's every day. Like I'm really yeah. projecting, and it's it's one way. Like I just want to give love out. I don't expect, and I don't. And we talked about this on a previous podcast. You know, like there's no. I don't expect them to say I love you in return. It's it's a one way gift. Whereas I think back through. You know, for for my father, I think it was uh, I think it was a challenge for him to really hug and embrace and kiss another man. You know, like it was it's it's a different it's a very different generation the way that they looked at those sorts of things. Whereas now it's you know like I hug my brothers, my Rising Kings brothers. Like I'll give them a kiss, man. I I I do this because I'm not uh, uncomfortable with who I am. I know exactly who I am and how I operate. And I think this is a very important piece of the puzzle especially as we as fathers evolve is is showing that and i think that's you know going back to what that you you said you know some guys that we speak with who say i i learned nothing from my father i'm sure if if we really looked into it there probably are some areas that they did learn some good traits however it's been masked by a lot of the stuff that wasn't shared and i would say one of the biggest is around affection and you know love and unconditional you know a lot of us got love from our family or kudos from the family when we did something really you get an a fucking plus on your report card hey man love you son you get first (laughs) in your fucking swimming carnival oh man i love you you're so good anything else outside of that you know you you could have done better you know you should have tried better you could you know it's and I get that, you know, from there it's like, hey, they see potential in us, but it's that they're not communicating it in the best way, you know. And I think that's a big shift between the man of today and the man of yesterday is we're now in a much more open society to allow men to actually be vulnerable. It's okay to hug another man. It's okay to love another brother and love another man. It's okay to really love and embrace your children not just a father to his daughter because it's a girl and hey i can cuddle her and kiss her and then my son it's like well you fucking get this done and da 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 and it's like no man it's 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 equal like love Mm. love which is you know there's physical love cuddles hugs there's also you know projected um mentioning of love like i love you i love you i love you and it's also too it's just shown in through our actions and the energy we bring to the room with our children and i think that's a huge differentiator between well what i see with men and fathers in today's world to you know fathers of of previous generations where that stuff wasn't wasn't done it wasn't shared uh, and it's mm. no fault i don't believe it's any fault of our fathers they did the best they could do and i'm sure they would say they'd have this same conversation like my father was so heavy on me and my dad used to say it all the time you have no idea how strict my father was right. and my father's <laughs> like i'm lenient and i'm like holy fuck man like <laughs> are you kidding me but now i find myself i'm even saying that to to my children i'm like man you know like I'm so lenient as a father compared to my father, but it's like it's just it's just <laughs> generational stories, right, that come through. But I really look at the evolution of, like you said, vulnerability. Vulnerability is is connection. At the end of the day, it's being able to share and connect and communicate. And I think this is where a piece has been broken in the past, because if you can't share your truth, if you can't be vulnerable, that means you can't be open. If you can't be open. People can't connect with you. 
Your children can't connect with you. Your wife can't connect with you. Your friends can't connect with you because we're closed. No, man, I'm a good. Yeah. Like, cool. Well, where do we go from here? You know, like where does that conversation <laughs> go? It's like it's just a shutdown versus, hey, man, I'm, life's great. It's challenging, you know, and I'm dealing with this. And I'm dealing with this and I'm working through it. And I don't know if you've got any thoughts on it. And da-da. it's like, hey, man, this is awesome. We're in fluid communication. We're open here. We're letting others in and and we're actually saying, it's not saying, hey, I'm fucking down and out and I, I need help and I need someone to save me. It's just having a true, open, honest dialogue of where I'm currently at. Hmm. And that was the thing, like, like for me as an example, I never heard my dad tell me I love, you know, I love you, son. Like, mm. never. And I, was, I always tell guys on we're on a calls, if it wasn't for my mother and my brother, I don't think my, my dad and I would have ever talked, especially during my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I'm sort of finding different things. And, you know, like me and my dad were just on a complete other sides of, 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 you know, sort of the wavelength. And it wasn't really until like my daughters came around that my dad showed any form of emotion. Like he is the first one, you know, we're on opposite sort of time zones because they're living back in the States. And he's the first one every morning and every night before my kids wake up or as soon as my kids wake up and as you know, before they go to sleep make sure that he FaceTimes them and says, I love you or good night. And sometimes he only calls just to say that. And he doesn't say anything else. He just goes, just wanted to say good night. Love you girls. And I'm thinking to myself, like, where were you when I was growing up? <laughs> I was like, how come I never heard anything like that mm-hmm. growing up? Right. But it's, it's funny because, you know, my mom said, oh, just let it go because it's all that he knows. And it wasn't until that my daughters came around that he sort of realized that, I wasn't there for, for my kids. So therefore I want to make sure that I'm there for my grandkids. And I appreciate that. Um, because the dad that I had or the grandfather that I'm seeing now would have been a perfect dad. Yeah. But I'm glad at least he showed up rather than, you know, him being who he was when, when me and my brother were growing up. So I find it to be cool. Yeah, man. I think it's, I'd say that's a not uncommon story either. You know, like I, I look at the difference between my father as he operates as a grandfather versus as a as as my dad, and yeah, it's 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 very different. And I and I feel too, like we talked about awareness. You know, as your your dad's probably becoming aware of this. I think the challenge I see that comes into this is, you know, there's almost there could be, you know, and I'm not saying that this is how your father thinks or my father thinks, but it, you know, there could be a level of guilt and shame. And so they don't want to address it. And so they don't actually know how to reach out and say to you, Hey, Michael, you know, I, th- yeah. I think back to when I was a dad and, you know, I really didn't show up for you, man. And, you know, I, I, I want you to know that I always loved you. Like they, part of me wants to believe they do genuinely think that deep down like they fucking like they love us they just don't know they, they just don't know how to communicate it and i feel it's our role as as sons to just keep pushing you know unconditional love back to the father and see what comes out of it and i've i've been yeah. on this path as i've shared before man for well over a decade um like i was the first one i started 
saying I love you at the end of a phone call to my father when I was at university. And he, I, I think he fucking wigged out. I don't think he knew what to do. So like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I love you, Dad, you know, and I don't get the phone. And I, you know, and all of a sudden, and then it, it started to come back. I love you, Dad. Oh, I love you, Ben. You know, like took months and months and months. But even now, you know, when I go up and visit uh, my family and, you know, I just hug him and, you know, I'll hug him and then he'll do a tap on the back, you know, and go to pull away and I grab him <laughs> stronger. And I'm like, ah, oh, bro, you're not going anywhere. I want to, I want to hug you. He's like, oh, you know, enough, enough. And I was like, oh man, I just want you to know I, I love you. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I love you too. I love you too. But I think it's, for me, it's 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 a one-way gift I'm just giving to him. I, I want him to just build enough trust. And whether he chooses to or not, that that's, a, that, that's his choice. Yeah. But to have enough, a feeling of enough trust in him that he could come to me one day and say, if he wanted to, and he may not think this, but if he did, but to be able to share his truth about how he feels around it. You know, versus oh, I need I need that from him. I don't I don't need that from him anymore. Like I've mm. I'm my own man now. I've learnt to accept me and love me for who I am and what I'm doing here. And if my father wants to share that, awesome. If not, that's cool. Like I I love him regardless, man. Like I unconditionally mm. love my father. All his traits, all the stuff that triggers me and pisses me off. I love that about it because it lets me grow <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. And and I'm assuming like you're sort of, your dad probably grew up and certainly his dad grew up in that generation where, you know, a man's man, right? We've all that heard that saying. So is a man's man like a thing of a past? Yeah, I think I, I guess what you're saying here is, you know, the man's man is, you know, he's the tough guy, doesn't cry, doesn't show emotions, just gets shit done. You know, I think it, it, it it's, I th when I say it's, when, when you say it's a man of the past, there's still a lot of men who operate like this. You know, it's, it's still a, I would say majority of men are still operating like that. There's definitely a shift moving towards and not saying that it has to be the opposite end of the spectrum. And I think this is where people get lost because they go, well, you're either a man's man or you're a fucking, you know, soft man, you know, like which one are you going to be? Like the soft man who shares all these emotions and doesn't get anything done and always complaining, and then there's the other end. It's it's like no man, you got to you got you got to look at this differently. It's I feel the man like a man's man, like the new man's man, is a is a man who fucking accepts himself. Because you you think about the guys who really inspire you, man, that you connect with. It's 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 that guy who doesn't need to fucking tell you who he is has nothing to prove and he's just he's just a one-way giver like he's just that guy when you catch up with him he's just like he's there he's present he listens he asks good questions and he accepts who he is and like if someone makes fun of him he just laughs along with it you know it's like yeah there's no triggers versus the other one who's like you know you got to know who the fuck I am and don't you fucking call me that and don't you tell me how to live my life. Easily triggered. Yeah, I don't get sad. I don't I don't need emotions. Uh, yeah, everything's good. You know, I, th I think it's all a, a facade at the end of the day. Like deep down, there's that those men are really, there's 
there's a deep rooted hurt and pain. And I know that to be true of even my father, but they don't, they don't know how to address it, man. And if, if I go in there and I, I'm pretty good at <laughs> being able to poke, you know, like I can just ask a, two or three questions and have, have a man explode putting the putting the blame on on myself obviously but watching them just like with you know two or three questions and have them triggered off their head and that to me is like man like we like these guys are just waiting to pop but they keep themselves at bay through alcohol porn drugs whatever it is um and can't express they're too scared to express because if they do open i feel too there's a bit of fear man if they do open up Holy fuck, dude! Like, there's a lot that's going to come out, and it's and it's For big. Sure. So to go back to your question, a man's man. Look, I, I, I think a lot of pe- men still operate that way. Um, I don't think it serves that person to live their best life. And I do believe that there's an opportunity for men to. I'm not saying you got to go and start crying and trying to find a way to cry or just bitch and moan about your life but it's it's about being able to go internal and actually have some real conversations with yourself to actually understand what's 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 this real fucking who's this real person underneath here yeah and i think for me that that's important it's just to be able to sort of be real with yourself you know what i mean um and you still get a lot of guys, and this is something like, you know, we see it on, on Facebook comments all the time is, you know, have you ever heard of alcohol or you need to go to a bar, right? So what do you sort of say to those guys who feel like, you know, that alcohol is the only thing that they can run to to solve whatever it is that they're going through? Well, I think deep down they know it's not the answer. They just do it and say it because that's their way of, you know, engagement like that's their that's their way of communicating but do i think that's no it's it's not solving anything like you you, you're avoiding the work you know going to the pub and drinking will numb the pain in that moment there's no denying that that's what that's what it does but all you're doing is let's say you've got a big wound on your arm you're not a, like drinking isn't even putting a bandaid over it. Drinking is like fucking rubbing a bit of bit of water on it and closing your eyes and pretending it's gone. Because as soon as you open your eyes up, when you sober up again, the fucking wounds there and it's bigger because nothing's being addressed, nothing's being looked at. And the longer you leave it, the bigger this wound gets. And I think that's the challenge uh, we're faced with as we get older. Like as the, the older you get, like I think about my father, he's, he's 72, nearly 73. It's fucking 73 years of work to be unpacked. I I don't know if I'd fucking do that either at his age. It's like, man, really? Like you, I, I'm going to go on this deep dive? Like I, I, I would now because I know what's on the other side. However, like that's that's some big shit, right? Like I'm 43 and I started digging into the work at 32. Like he's got another 40 years worth of untouched internal trauma and discussions to look at and that's 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 fucking pretty significant pretty big so when it's oh well i'll just go to the pub and have a drink because i'm stressed out of my head right now like i totally get it 
However, for anyone who's listening and it's like if, if you're in that cycle, the practice is what happens when you just don't go and have that drinking session just once and see what comes up. Then do it again, you know, maybe a week later, two weeks later, see what comes up. Because the truth is it's the question you've got to be asking when it comes to this is like, well, what am I, what am I running from? Alcohol is allowing you to run from something and it's a discomfort. It's something you're not comfortable with. What is that? Mm. I'm just going to end it there. (laughs) This is another episode of the Rising Kings Experience podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others you know, raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong. No.